Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Cinema Files Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for being here today. It is the holiday weekend. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're safe. I hope you're happy. I hope with people that that love you and you love back. Now, I love the holidays. I know a lot of people get incredibly depressed during the holidays, and I've been there myself plenty of times, but I do love the holidays. How do you feel about the holidays? Colin, we have a phone number right here, 515-602-9309. There's another number here as well. 515-602-9609 just in case the other number is just busy or taken just give me another call we have a great guest today we have Gene Freeman actor producer he does stunts he does everything we want to talk to him about his life where he's been where he's going what he's going to do and we want to ask him if he's a Star Wars fan that's kind of important today <laughs> I'm about to tell you about the fact that I saw Star Wars. Did you see Star Wars? Loved it. No spoilers. But I love that film. Yeah, you know, I'll definitely say that it definitely felt like fan service. Like they were trying to, you know, get to me and, and, and tell me everything I wanted to hear. Uh, I'm not uh, unfamiliar with that tactic. But I appreciated it. I really enjoyed it. That film was fantastic. Great ending. Great beginning. I mean, it did feel, of course, like they shoved two movies into one. So they shoehorned it in. So that was kind of incredible. But I'll talk a little bit about The Mandalorian as well. The Mandalorian is one of my favorite shows right now. Right now is my favorite show. Disney Plus. Can you believe it? I'm... I'm I don't even want to sponsor by Disney Plus. <laughs> Mandalorian is a great show. Hey, let's let's ask Gene Freeman. Let's see if he's seen the Mandalorian. What he thinks of the Mandalorian. Uh, if he's seen the Star Wars film. Let's get him online here. Hello, Gene. You, Gene, you there? I am there. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's so excited that you're here with us. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, have you have you seen any of the Star Wars films? 
Are you a Star Wars Actually, fan? Actually, I, ha- I am a, a Star Wars fan. I um, I have seen a couple of the films. I haven't seen the last uh, the last one or Rogue okay. One, but I've pretty much seen everything else. Oh, Rogue One's fantastic. You you have to see. And they're also going to do a Disney Plus Rogue One show. So you you definitely have to see that movie before that show comes out. And then you have okay. you have other acting things you can get into as well. But uh, mm-hmm. let's 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 talk a little bit about you. So Gene, you were not born in LA. You were born in Lansing, Michigan, right? Yes, I was born in Lansing, Michigan. That's correct. So how was it like being born in Michigan and then having the maybe the the the, the uh, desire to be an actor? Because I you know I went to Michigan several times and. That is the middle of nowhere to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's funny because in 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 Michigan you can get like you know a sense of all the seasons. Um, right. You know the we actually I started with music, so that's pretty much where I spent majority of my time uh, cultivating my music, my sound, and then my artistry with uh, with comics. And from there, um, you know, it went into, hey, let's go to L.A., you know, thanks to my friend Ryan. He was like, hey, we're going to L.A., we're going to start out here, you know, if you're more than welcome to come. And so that's so, so you started off with music. Yeah, I started out with music. Mm-hmm. Really? What, what did you want to do in music? And what do you still want to do in um, music? I was, oh, well, well, actually, that's the thing. We were actually doing it. Um, I was a singer-songwriter at first. And then nice. just like everything else, um, it like cultivated. It was like I didn't want to wait for people to to uh, make music or make beats because, again, all I did was just sing and write. So I got to the point where I started making my own beats and learning how that worked. And then, you know, other things in life would happen where it was like, well, you can't just sing. You can't just write. You also got to learn how to, to rap and you know, entertain the people and well, I, 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 the situation. Yeah, absolutely. I I know that world as well. Let me let me ask you, what were your major influences? Because you know, if you're a little bit younger, you know, maybe you have some of the other the other ones. But in my world, mm-hmm. it was some of the old old folks. What were your ma- major inspirations mm-hmm. when you were coming up and making beats, like listening to those beats uh, and making like new fresh beats? Yeah. Um, well, production wise, I was a big um, Neptune's fan. Timberland, um, nice. Um, yeah, um, uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, oh, so you were in the Timberland era then? Yeah, I, I was. Uh, that was a lot of that stuff that was playing around me, and just those unique sounds and hearing that energy. So it was like, and I just figured like that's where my niche was. So, right. yeah, nice, nice. So what what did you do with that that the musical? So you worked with your group. You came out to LA with that musical group. So what came of that? Oh, hello. Oh, so basically, yeah. what came of it was we traveled all over. Um, we we put out our own um, compilation CD. We had like some of the best people in our area um, on it at one point or another, and then we went on tour. We we were selling it ourselves out of the trunk. We would go on these college tours, and we would promote our stuff. We'd go to like spring break. We'd go to Florida. We'd travel all over the U.S and just making a name for ourselves and just getting in and making it happen. So it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, what was your sound similar to? Did you have a similar sound to any artist that we that we might recognize? Um, 
you know, it, we always got like people say like from the hip hop sound, it was like very feel good music. It, was, it had a lot of energy. Um, yeah. You want to dance, you want to have fun. You know, you had right. me who was like my thing was always about radio, like what's fun, what's hot, what's trending. You know, then I have like my other brother who was very lyrically conscious. So you have like a person who's like more like common. I would say I was more like a ludicrous, um, hmm. epic man, MKG type. You know, so I was always like party, just have fun. And then with the music, singing wise, it would be right. more like um, Tank or Music Soul Child is very oh sure melodic yeah. and Drew Hill, yeah. So yeah, sure. Just a little bit oh, older. those are great influences. Yeah, that's really nice. Hey, well, what's what switched you over to? You know, going from music to going into acting and producing and, and song work and what have you. It was it just purely based on your physicality, or or was it was it based on other things? Um, you know, it just it was just sort of the timing of it. Because um, when we came out to L.A., you know, we didn't know anything about film at all. <laughs> so it was yeah. like someone was like, hey, while we're out on Hollywood Boulevard selling our CD, you know, someone was like, hey, you, should, you, you guys should go to Central Casting. And we're like, what's Central Casting? And they're like, oh, it's like this place you do, like, background and all this other stuff. And that's where it all begins. And I was like, okay. So I went and, you know, next thing I'm on, like, diehard um, – doing background work and then they're like yeah we might bump you up um but you might be a little too tall for the actor but we might stay tight because we might bump you up to, and get you tap hardly and i'm like wow i, I don't even know what that means so like <laughs> right started coming to me in these situations oh, the lingo. i mean oh the lingo started coming to you yeah. really fast huh <laughs> yeah yeah so how did you like, deal with that got to learn quick I yeah i uh, just took it all in and learned quick and paid attention i was always the type that would come on a set to listen and learn and see what I can pick up because I'm like a sponge. Like, I'm just like, let me just see how this works. Just like right. anything else. So. so you started off with extra work. What was the extra work you started off doing? Um, You know what? I got really blessed really fast in that. Um, Luckily for me, because when Central Castle would call me, they would call me like, Hey, we need, we need a, we need a double to go to the Playboy mansion or <laughs> we need right. to, you know, go, go to, so like I said, go to Die Hard and then um, work on Hancock. So like I, a lot of the stuff I got was wow. a lot of cop or a lot of criminal, and you know it was like really fast. Yeah, it was like I didn't, sure. I didn't, I wasn't doing background that long before you know they got me my SAG and all that other stuff. Like it wasn't that long for me. Oh, they just pushed you along, huh? Yeah, yeah, they really did. Like thanks to Central Casting for really looking out because yeah, that was it. Really, they really picked up quick for me. I've worked for Central Casting for a very long time. They're an incredible group. Uh, tell me what, what what happened after that. So you started doing, you started getting this background work a lot. You know, started mm -hmm. working very well for you. Where did you move on from there? Mm -hmm. Um, from the background, uh, it's funny. I was living in Watts at the time, so I'm like, well, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to move to next. I'm kind of bouncing around because I just came right. back from Atlanta. Like we had this crazy situation with the music, and. So they're like, hey, where we're going to Victorville, you're more than welcome to come. I like, I don't know where that is, but they're like, yeah, you can still do your film and music stuff. You know, you you just you just a little commute. Come to find out, it's not a little commute. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's a different. really huge commute. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hills have eyes out there. There was nothing. There's nothing no, out there. Yeah. But snow and dirt. Like, yeah. So very very. Uh, you know, so it made me get back into my music once I moved out there. Wow. So like the, the acting stuff was on pause, which was kind of, it kind of sucked because I had a nice, a nice momentum because I, I had met like Aaron Magruder. 
uh, Carl Jones. These are guys who were like working on the boondocks. Nice. And, you know, but I'm up on a mountain, so I I can't really like in, in, like really mingle with everyone, like you because know, like you got to be in face, out of sight, out of mind type deal. So sure, you know. sure. So what do you do after that? You like you're stuck in Victorville. You you got a large commute. You got things to do. You got backgrounds and stuff. Your 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 career's taken off. I mean, how do you get out of there? Yeah. Yeah. So I I I end up not getting out of there right away. Um, I had to pause on the on the acting stuff. And so I ended up uh, going back into my music. And then while I was mm. working my music and making new music, I was going to their uh, Victor Valley College and I was learning about um, animation and drawing because I have an extensive background in drawing and I had ideas okay. that I wanted to put together that I thought would be great for the industry. So I was like, well, let me learn how this works and let me see if I can start putting uh, packages together to pitch. So that's what I did while I was in Victorville. So you're making EPKs while you're in, while you're in, in uh, Victorville, uh, doing all these things yeah, to, for their project. career. Yeah. What was the first yep. thing that yeah. they came along your way that kind of kind of pushed you along? Like, the, I mean, I can see your your IMDb, but I want to know from you, like, you what what really pushed you along that uh, that helped you during that period? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think what helped me along was while I was while I was learning what I was learning, my brothers were still in the business. They were still, they still stayed in Hollywood. So like my brother, Chris J. Alex, he was, he was steadily doing his thing there and mm. he'd be like, Hey, I'm going to this thing. If you want to come, you know, check it out. It'd be kind of fun if you can get down here, you know, and a couple of times I would go to these events and, you know, and then I would see them on Facebook. Facebook was probably the most pinnacle part to keep me not just in the loop, but it would, it would give me an opportunity to see what other people were into the, in the industry and yeah. start reaching out to them in a, in a professional well, social, way where it didn't, yes. it didn't feel too overbearing. So social media is pr- pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like, if you really want to get to know a person and just kind of not just coming from, like, what I can get out of them, but more so what how you can help them. That was a lot of right. what – I started to learn as well because I started picking up cameras and learning how to shoot once I got back, hmm. uh, how they say, down the hill. Right, <laughs> so, right. You know, I'm learning all these tricks of the trade, <laughs> Photoshop and all that stuff, and, and sure. it really helped me once I came back down. Is that what you're doing within your time, like while you're in Victorville? You're like just working on your yep. trade, working on your craft, just getting yep. everything down. And then you get yourself out yep. to L.A., right, and you get you're getting some more chances. Yep. What, what's the first chance you get that, yep. that kind of pops you up? The first chance I get that pops up, hmm, that's a that's a um, that's a good question. Uh, I would have to say, you know, the, a couple of these short films um, that were coming out, people were doing that. I would come across in like these training camps, you know. Um, Terry Tini, he had he he had this thing called Hollywood stunts, and he would have it like once or twice out of the week. And there would be there would be people in there that would have these like you know short films they'd want need help with. Meanwhile, I, I'm like, well, I'm not really much in front of the camera, but I'm morally working behind it because I really wanted to get a sense of how to tell the stories that I wanted to tell and, and really get those in the door. So people would right. have me start directing and doing camera work and, you know, so, so how putting these stories together. So that, that's why it would be the next thing that helped me cultivate what I was going to be doing overall. Like, right. okay, I want to be very good in front of the camera. So right now the best way to do that is to really work behind it. You're working on your film. 
You were yeah, working out behind like the camera. Yeah, you were working yeah. on your music. You were working on your writing. What in the yep. world gets you gets you involved in stunts? I mean, when you have all these other things <laughs> that seem to be like really cerebral, you go right into the blunt yeah. effect of being like knocked out or like you know having to do three sixties, you know, horizontally. You know, what what, what gathers <laughs> you to that department? Um, the stunts. Uh, that's a good question. Um, because my brother. He 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 started with stunts, and it's kind of funny because he'll be like he he'll show me something that he's getting into, and we're very similar. You know, right. we just might have a yin and yang approach to it, but right. we're very similar. But you like so, the same. You both like pizza, but one likes Chicago, one likes New York. Exactly, exactly. Like he might yeah. get like his with pepperoni, and I might like mine. <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah. But we still like pizza. You so, yeah, like um, pizza. You know, I got. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly, I do. Um, you know, I feel like I had some cool moments where I would be acting, and then they'd be like, well, can you hit the ground? So, ah. or can you do this? And so mm. it would be like, okay, yeah, I could do that. I figure I could try that out. And, right. you know, but the person who really got me, who really gave me a shot when I did, when he even said it himself, was uh, Billy Washington. He's, he's a great guy. Mm. He's pretty much very instrumental. He gave me my first Sag scale job doubling for wow. Man. Uh, wow. On John Singleton's show. Yeah, it was a big show. And I didn't even know how big it was or yeah. anything or even to the magnitude of him. Um, right. Like during that time, I was in my car. I was living in my car for like nine months. Right. And, you know, this guy, he's just, I'm, but I knew like I didn't want to stay in my car. I didn't want to just loaf around. So like I'm either I'm picking up my, my iMac. And I'm going to like the coffee shop to go edit to work on something, or right. I'm in the, the the gym at the sauna at like 7 a.m. and this guy's walking in and he's talking and he's like got all these people interested. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I'm just like, I'm just saying this is class. Just don't talk, just listen. And right. So during like for like two months, he's just talking. And then one day somebody said to me, you know, you have an opportunity to uh, to go out for uh, straight out of Compton. We need your picture. And so I send in my picture to Nito. Shout out to Nito. And and then I didn't get it. And <laughs> so I didn't get the call back, but I was in the hot tub at the gym. And somebody, he just kind of looked like I've seen him before. You know, again, social media has been so great putting sure. people in these things. It's so amazing. seeing him. He's like, yeah. And it's like, I see this person. like, you look familiar. And he's like, oh, man, yeah, you know, yeah, I did this thing on uh, this fan film of Power Rangers. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, you know what? I just worked on Straight Outta Compton. I was like, I just was trying to get up to that. And he's like, dude, you should go hustle the, the coordinator. And I, and, and for those that are in the stunt community know what that is, they know all about right. hustling. I, I never have hustled a coordinator ever. So I was like, I don't know what that entails. I'm oh, it's a big like, hustle. If you're, yeah, it's a big hustle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge thing. You got, you go on a set. I'll just use my experience. So the dude yeah. was like, yeah, just go hustle. So I hop on, I, I find out where they're going to be. And I hop on the, the shuttle, the shuttle taking me all the way to the set. And then it took me back. The, the the coordinator isn't there yet. The goal is you're supposed to get there before the coordinator, have a quick, like, one-minute conversation, tell them about all the stuff that you've done, and, you know, hopefully and you hand your headshot and your resume, and they'll put it in the trailer, and hopefully you'll get work. That's right. the plan. So I didn't have a headshot, didn't have a resume. And so I asked the guy who was always in the, in the sauna, I was like, hey, what what do you do if you ever want someone to hustle a coordinator? He's like, well, what what would your – what would you do? And I was like, well, you know, I can hit the ground. I can do camera work. And then he said, don't mention the camera work. You just say you want to hit the ground. 
Don't mention anything. <laughs> I was like, okay, no, no problem. I can do that. <laughs> you know, don't don't don't, 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 me- no don't mention any of your ambitions, man. Just just say right, you can hit right, the ground, exactly. right? Like 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 a banana, and just go with that. Yep. Wow. Yep, whatever that whatever that entails. I can hit that makes ground, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, don't talk shit. Yeah, don't t- don't don't tell anybody about what you want to do. Just do what they want you to yeah, do. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and so, you know, he asked me who the coordinator was. He was I was like, It's Lynn Odin and he was like, Okay, cool. He was like, All right, he's like, Yeah, I know Lynn and then so I go there and I'm sitting there waiting and I'm looking around and I'm like, I feel like a fish out of water because like they're, they're moving parts. I'm like, I might be in the way, but then I, right. saw, the, I saw Lynn with the pads and I was like, okay, that's gotta be the coordinator. I know that. I know that look. I know that. Right. Look. The so person with the pads. He, he's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. You see, you see, you see someone carrying some pads. It's a good chance it's the coordinator. So right. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, Hey, he's like, yeah, man, just have a seat. And I'll be right with you. I see another one of my buddies coming up. So they're talking and, and then like this, people moving around there's women in these short outfits walking around because i think they're about to do the studio scene and so it's just a lot of going on i'm just like sitting I'm like okay um i think i should see yeah okay i'll hit the ground that's all i tell them just hit the ground but i could hear him talking about pre-visits and i could hear him saying something about other stuff and so i say i i say that to say sometimes it's good to say what you're capable of and right. even though you like you could say, hey, I can hit the ground for you, but I also know how to shoot a previs. I also know how to right. edit if you ever need that because a lot of these guys, they're not just doing one thing anymore. So it's kind of cool no. to have that nope. in, in your toolbox. Yeah. yeah, people these days are doing a multifunction of works, you know, yeah. editing, yeah. writing, directing, producing, yep. stunt yeah. work, which is why I want to talk to people like yourself because I want I, – you know, a lot of times I want to ask you, you know, what made you who you are, but also how do you handle the pressure, depression, and what have you, which we'll, we'll get along to mm-hmm. later on, which is incredibly important yeah. to, to these brand new artists that are coming up. Because they always hear yeah. about like, you know, people always ask them like, give, give some great advice to these people. But also, I think something to keep in mind is mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, you, how do you yeah. keep mentally oh, healthy man. in an environment like this? And let's get into that a little bit later on. But, but you, you sure. so you you get into that stunt work, and you start talking to people, and it's it's really going well for you. So the communication is important. Would you say that? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's very. It's very, and being honest, being honest. I think a lot of times people will fake the funk and kind of fudge a little bit. Oh, and, really? And I get it. And I, in the acting sense, there's there's that I'm an actor, of course, so I can do anything. Yeah, fake it till I make it. You give me a right, or you put a guitar in my hand. Of course, I can play something because I'm an actor. Like I get that part, which mm-hmm. is great and fine, but you can't necessarily do that with with stunts. Like it's either you can or you can't. It's right. very like if you say you're you, if you say you're a specialist, like your specialist is kicking, you have to be able to kick. Like there's right. no. There's, there's no there's no like saying you can do it and then you get on the set and you can't like there's no stunt would, would, man for the stunt man. Would you say the reaction time is differently now compared to how it used to be like in the 1980s to where you could kind kind of fool people in 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 in, uh, in casting and what have you with what you don't can't but but since there's so many things like Disney Plus Amazon mm-hmm. all these different signs mm-hmm. media is just moving so fast I don't think you can lie. And get away with it no, in this can't. environment. No, you can't. That, and that's what I think. Like, as soon as you say something, a lot of times now they're like looking you up. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've casted all five of these movies. And you're like, oh, really? Let me IMDb you real quick. <laughs> I've done that plenty of times. 
somebody be talking to me and like, oh yeah, but you have no star rating. You, you, you so yeah, yeah. You definitely now. I think it's very hard to fake the funk or lie. Maybe back then, like you could you could do it a lot easier. But now, yes, it's right. it's, it's a bad thing. I remember yeah, my first I job. I worked, I worked in locations, and, and you faked until you made it. We didn't have YouTube. I didn't even know what my job was. Literally, till the fourth job, <laughs> like I literally had to study on, like on the job. It was very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, mm. you don't have that at all. Like if you want to find out what to do, you you find out for some five year old on YouTube. I mean, literally, I found some guys that, that helped me edit. In uh, in uh, in uh, what was what was my editing program right there? Adobe Premiere. Some fifteen-year-old. Yep. Amazing. Yep. yep. So you I worked on you, special effects and all that, right? Oh, After Effects, all that stuff. So you worked on Six Feet Down Under uh, on on the on the show that I created uh, along with Guy Grundy and and Sean Piccinino. Uh Did you have fun doing that? Uh, yeah, actually, I did. Sean's a great guy. You know, it was a, it was a great experience. It's funny because it was Tatiana that hit me up about it, and I met her oh, yeah. on a set on a set while working uh, for Garrett Warren on his uh, when he, it was his directing debut for Mortal Kombat, and I saw her. Oh yes. reaching for a cookie, and I was like, "Hey, you can't have those cookies." And she said, "Could you get me a cookie?" And I was like, "Got a cookie." And we just from there we just got, had a good relationship, and I met Sean yeah. and. You know, and I love Sean. Like he had, he was like, kick him in the face. You're gonna do this, and he made it look so brutal. And I didn't right. have to do nearly as much. He's that just shows you how skilled he is and what he does. Right. So yeah, it was great. I had a lot of fun on that. Yeah, we had a, we had a lot of fun having you on the set. It was it was really great. Tatiana is an amazing human being. I mean, she she's one of those people that connects uh, a a lot of people together in a very strange way. But she's it, that, she's that's very true. Yeah, I've had her on the show a couple of days ago, or a couple of weeks ago, excuse me, and uh, she's she's an amazing uh, human being. So so tell me more yeah. about about what's going on because you've been in Orville, uh, you know you've yeah. been a, you've been in the Mandalorian. I don't want to get to the Mandalorian yet because that'll drive me crazy. But have you been <laughs> watching the Mandalorian? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And, and please, Maybe God, tell me. Tell, tell me how you feel about the show so far. I mean, Deborah Chow, I, mean, I got to tell you, Deborah Chow, the director, is a miracle worker. And that woman is yeah, a, she was a great. miracle. She was great. It was so you awesome. Deborah... Like, I got to meet her. She... Yeah, was she was that the episode the, you worked uh, with her on? Well, yeah, she worked on a couple of the episodes I worked on. And, you know, just her energy. She was very peaceful. Uh, shout out to Ryan Watson because he's the one who brought me in. He's an amazing fight coordinator, stunt coordinator. He's yep. Like, he's he's a he's a beast. He's a beast. Oh, yeah, it was he a great is experience. a beast. It was a great. I enjoy the show actually a lot. Um, you know, I feel it's refreshing. You know, it definitely fits the medium, and you know, right. I like the fact that they give you something old, and then at the same time, they still give you something new because like the fights on there are like so in so so high energy and so fun right. and. You know, you're trying different stuff with the with the flamethrower and all right. that other stuff. Like it's very, it's so much fun. It's so much. Fun. I I've I rarely I've rarely found the show since um, Fringe and Lost. There there haven't been a lot of shows that kind of catch me off guard and make me mm-hmm. think about the content and the people involved and what's be, what's behind them. Uh, this is the one mm-hmm. show that really caught me off guard and really made yeah. me think about like this is fan- This is really great work. This is fantastic work. Yeah, yeah, it is. it is. Like you know, I think even when I would hear John Favreau talk on set, like just you know, it, and he was very cool with 
you know, giving suggestions and, you know, letting letting directors and letting Oh, I just see right play. now that you were you're in both Deborah Chow's episodes three and seven. See so you were yeah. in Deborah Chow's yep. two episodes. The the two yep. best episodes on Mandalorian. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience. And it was I oh man, it was surreal. Like I had moments where I got to, you know, be the double for Carl Weathers. So that was amazing in itself. Get great out guy. Of here. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was wow. They even gave me a little nickname on set. They're like, "Yeah, Carl Jr." Like, <laughs> you know what? I like it. Let's roll with it. I love yeah, it. He was great. I love it. Carl Weathers yeah, is the yes. all-time best. Yes, yes, he was. He was so cool, and like, he just knew what he wanted, and you know, yeah. he was just—he had great energy. And we talked about some things, and so like, I I would do like pickup shots for them, and. I got a moment where I got to pick up the baby Yoda and that was just so Get out of here. Wow. I couldn't. Yeah. That was, that was probably my moment where I was like, I can't believe this is happening. This right. Is, <laughs> you know, you're on this <laughs> set that you can't explain because it's not like anything you've seen before. And you're just like, this is just me and you buddy. And it was, it was yeah. a great moment. It was a great moment. Great show. Wow. So how, how, how was how was uh, Deborah Chow the the, the time she, you were working with her? So cool. She, she was very cool. Um, she, you know, like she would she talked to me because it was like again when you're doubling, you want to make sure you're doing what the a- other actors doing, and if they right. bring you on set first to walk walk it or whatever, just to kind of see because there's certain actions and stuff going on. You really try to make sure you embrace what the character is and not try to do your own thing. So when she would talk to me. I would definitely take in what she was giving me. And then, you know, this in the surroundings and I would even ask, you know, Carl was like, Hey, so what are you thinking here? Right. What are you doing here? So I don't overstep my bounds. I want to definitely play it to what you're doing. Right. You know, and then follow what you're doing. Like, what would your thought be here? Like, you know, on episode three, you know, how would you, how do you draw? How do you move? Like, how do you hold the gun? Wow, like, so you're, you're, and, getting, you're getting very experienced advice. I mean, very fast from somebody who, who's been in the business for a very long time and worked with some of the greatest actors in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I told him. I even told him. I was like, you know, my parents used to play your movies, and, you know, I'd get in fights in, in school, and I'd use some of your quotes. And then he would laugh. <laughs> and was like, yeah. Was, yeah. Dylan, yeah, you yeah. son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my favorite one was now you didn't piss me off like that. You, you know, that he was losing it. Then he, all of, I think it was called Action Jackson because my parents yeah. own a comic book store. So in that comic book store, they really? had movie rentals, and so yeah, and DVD classics and stuff. And so I remember her playing it. I was like, "What is this? And who's this dude who just flipped over a cab?" So you know, we're talking and laughing. And I was like, "You have one of the most iconic deaths in movie history." Right. <laughs> you know, right. He's like, "Yeah, I'm done dying." I ain't dying no more. So it's fun. It's a great, great experience. Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a lot. He's he's alive in the show now. I mean, Baby Yoda saved his life, so that was pretty fantastic. And I got to tell you, you know, yeah. three and seven are, are are the best. Are right now the best episodes, and we can't wait for episode eight that's going to land next next Friday slash Thursday uh, when we find out what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. After after what happened in, in the cliffhanger of seven, are you going to be in eight? Because you obviously didn't put that in your IMDb. Yeah, no, you know what? And now, it, it, IMDb is is kind of tricky sometimes when you try yeah. to do stuff. I I, I, I let I, that's why I let the professionals work that right. sometimes. I'm like, how no the hell do I navigate through this? 
word this correctly. Um, right. But to answer your question, I'm not exactly sure. It, it's weird because the stuff that I worked on, I yeah. didn't realize how vast everything was until I saw the show myself. I was like, wow, they did all that. Really? Wow, this is so, so, they did, yeah. so they did a lot of it in parts just like like Avengers Endgame. So they put you in parts. Yeah. Yeah, you you have no idea, and because and they're so secretive. Mickey has made sure you don't know anything. Like you might get half a page. I, yeah, I remember like you get like a piece of a page. And, like, I'll be I'll be honest. There's there's nothing wrong with that. There's so many spoilers out these days. I I have nothing oh, yeah. wrong with being ignorant to a subject until I go in there and I see Baby Yoda and I fall in love. There you go. It's, it's like it's like you know it's like going on a bumble date. You just never know. Just you know, swipe right. Just hopefully you get there. And like a bumble not date. Be catfish. Yeah. It'd be interesting if you met Baby Yoda during a bumble date. Yeah, yeah like I, I thought little Jaw was gonna be here, but you'll do. You'll do. <laughs> but you'll do. You're 50 years old, or you're a little older than I thought you'd be. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, but you're seasoned. You're seasoned. <laughs> but you, but you you worked as well on Orville and Orville is a is a fantastic show, based oh, a lot on on the uh, on the other movie. What was what was the name of that movie that was? Uh, it was um, kind of kind Star of a Trek? spoof on Star Trek. It was a spoof on Star Trek. What was it? A Galaxy Quest. That's right. So oh, when I think yeah. of oh, yeah. 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 One of the greatest movies of all time. So when I when I look at Orville, yeah, I see it as kind of like a cross in between, because it, it does take itself mm. seriously sometimes. So how was it like being on yeah. Orville? That that now that's an interesting story. I remember I first watched um, a first couple of episodes of the Orville, and I was because I was thinking I was like, okay, this is Seth MacFarlane. I thought it was gonna be really funny and like Family Guy ish. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna enjoy this. And then all of a sudden, I started watching and I started getting invested. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. It's like really well well written. You know, the character they don't go too far with the comedy. They give just enough to be original. And then, it, but it kind of reminded me of like Star Trek, like Next Generation. It's like, and I that was the one that I watched growing up. So I remember saying, I was like, I want to be on this show. And I said, I want to start playing more characters where I'm in prosthetics. I'm more of an alien hybrid, like all that type of stuff. That's the type of stuff I want to be in. And I'm on set, and I'm in this creature outfit. And I get a, I get a text and I look and I missed the I missed it and I'm like oh oh my gosh it's from Tim and he's like hey I would like to have you on the Orville and I'm like oh snap I was like I'm on set my bad I want to get with you and he's like I was on set too lol he's like look forward to working with you and yeah so when they put me in the thing and they put me in the clothes and, and they put this thing on my face and I become a Mocklin it was yeah. one of the greatest experiences ever. I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. I don't want to get out of this. Everybody's like, you want to, you need a breather? No, I'm good. The only time I took it off or even made any complaints was when we did a gag where I get shot and we're rustling and tussling on the ground and I get dirt in my eye. And I was like, I need to take it off because I can't see. That was the only time right. I took it off. Other than that, right. I stayed in character. It was just so much fun being on that show. And it was like, you speak it, you have it, you say it, and you stay with it. And, yeah. you know, God, again, has been my best agent. I got to work on that show. That team is hilarious. I mean, they've won, so, I mean, uh, off board of what they've done on Orville, they won so many Emmys, so many different uh, Tonys, the, the creators of, of what yeah. a, a lot of different awards. How, how did it feel being part of that kind of team of, of people that have that have been so successful? You know what I think is just, it was so successful, and this is probably the shout out to Seth MacFarlane's genius, is that he brought mm. 
people from Star Trek. I remember seeing the guy who played William Riker really? helping directing. Yeah. And, you know, like he had, he was on set. So it was like, you had the essence of Star Trek on this show. And I was like, cause I was always wondering when I watch it, it's like, why does it feel like I'm watching like a different version of Star Trek, like generations, like, but it's its own thing. And I right. feel like because he was smart enough to incorporate, like the guy who played Data is playing one of the, one of the characters and, you know, he found ways to incorporate writers and, and people who played on that show who really loved that show. And then to have it on his, it's like, it's, it's like mixing two things together. You're going to get, you know, a unique experience. Right. And I think that's why it does so well. It translates so well with other people because it's not like some campy, cheesy, it's not like Galaxy Quest where it's like really flat, it's like more comedic. It right. has more of a grounding to it. You know, a lot well, you, of the you, issues you, they talk about. Yeah, you know, we're about to get into Homeland right now, but you're you're obviously working with some like top, incredibly top tier players out there in the world, uh, you know. And I, I I hear you're totally blessed, not lucky, but blessed. And the yeah, one thing, the one, really you know, what I'm saying, I mean, lucky's meeting a pretty girl at a party, bro. Let's, let's just be completely clear about that. You know, you being right. blessed is 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 whatever creator you believe in directing you in the direction that you should be in. Which is obviously what's happening to you, but let me let me yeah. ask you a question. You know, I I hear a lot of things for so many different people on what it takes to make it in Hollywood, but the one thing I'm hearing from you is communication, communication, and also enjoyment because it seems like you really enjoy yeah. what you do. I do, I do. I I wake up and you know they're like you're going to be in this thing all day. I don't care. I'm like this is what I signed up for, <laughs> so. You know, I enjoy it. It's like I could be doing anything, and I chose this. It, and, you know, yeah. it's like when you choose something and you want it, it's like the pathways, things will open up for you if this is what you really want. So, Do you feel like you chose it, or do you feel like it, it chose you? Which 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 one do you really feel? Uh, um, I really feel like, you know what, I feel like both. Because, you know, the thing is, mm. my mom was a creative. She, uh, Her and my dad owned a comic book uh, business. And, you know, like, again, in that, in that business, we learned that sounds, about like, that sounds like heaven, by the way. It is, it is, it is to be a kid. And then your mom just bought two playstations or two Nintendos and super that Nintendos. Like... And you have all these different, you got like 75 games here that, you know, and two of you, would... you got to play each game. I would yeah. get a tattoo that literally said, God bless America. Based purely yeah. on that experience alone, I'm telling you right now, that like this is the yeah. best country in the world. <laughs> that, yeah, oh yeah, it was it was great. I mean, my mom had stories like where she met Stan Lee, and she was like, "Yeah, Stan Lee," because she, she was like the only black woman in this area at this comic book convention, and you know, and like people wow. like you really enjoy comics. She knew her stuff, like she knew, you know, I'm rapping and putting books in mylars and learning about cataloging and. Wizard is is the is the thing that tells you how much your comic book is worth or your baseball card is worth. Like I remember yeah. all those things, and being awesome. surrounded in the that, yeah in that creative environment. So it's like I was brought up that way, and you know to watch my parents do it, you know to that degree, and then it's like okay, well I want to do this, and then it's like it's being embraced, and then all of a sudden you put I put my faith behind it. It was like. I'm, this is where I belong. I want it. So, I so the decisions it. that you made in your life were embraced. I mean, based purely mm-hmm. on the fact that your parents were creatives, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It really helped, it, you know. And they and they were the type where 
you could try something. Like, if you try something, you may not like it, but you have to right. ride it out to the end of the semester or the end of the the season. Like, you couldn't just right. – like, I learned about ballet and, and you know, tap and Love I played ballet. the violin, you know. And, yeah, and it's, it's crazy because, like, in, especially within, like, our culture, like, because we, we live, like, in the suburbs. So, like, right. you know, my, my family members back home in, like, Detroit and stuff, they would, like – you know, crack jokes on us and be like, well, you know, they're these nerds and these book kids. They're not very street smart, whatever, whatever. Right. And so we had to learn how to play in both, both genres and or both, both cities and, and, and have those experiences and cultivate and make them our own. And it was a great so experience, man. So you're born, you're born in Michigan and, and your parents mm-hmm. have, have a, a comic book store in, in Michigan, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm supposing. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, you're just, yeah. you're just surrounded by creatives, just people who are telling you stories yeah. and everything is about yeah. a story or, or a different tale. Yeah. Also quantum mechanics. Let's just be honest with each other, because when you look at comic books, they're always about alternate realities and the mistakes yep. you make or, or the creative. So it's yep. always a counterbalance there. I, I I can't see how how that could be wrong. That's such an amazing upbringing there. So how how do yeah. your family feel now about the fact that you're like in the Mandalorian and and yeah, things like happy. that? And yeah, because there's Orville comic happy. books they're too. Happy. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, well, my mom she passed away. Unfortunately, she gets she's seeing it from a different standpoint. Right. Uh, my father he's very he's very happy. You know, because again, me and my other brother. We you know we're both doing our thing in film and television. Oh. He's like one minute he's seeing, you know, me uh, playing this creature, and the next minute yeah. he's seeing his son, his other son, Chris J, arresting Miss Piggy, uh, you know, on the Muppet. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, we're out here, we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I, I have an amazing family. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's such a great family, and they love it. And he's. Do do you feel any of the struggle in America right now with the you know I don't want to talk politics too much but when when you talk about the when you look at by the way the way the world is right now about how maybe the Academy Awards don't want to give awards to stunt men which I, I would say is preposterous how do you how do you feel about concepts like that um you know that's an interesting conversation and I, I, I my thoughts is this I mean. I get why, you know, they don't want to do it. There's because, again, that it gives away the mystique. Because then right. it basically says, the act, especially when you have certain actors, not all of them, but there are some that don't give the credit to the other person. They, they're like, right. I did everything. This is me. You know, when, when you watch the movie uh, or whatever that person did, that weird gag or that move, that might not have been that person. And so – to give that up, to share that power, to say, and you have to be humble enough to say, hey, this was us. This wasn't a me. This is a we thing. That changes things. And especially at, at that level, because again, the whole thing is to sell the ticket of the art of the actor or the actress. So when you have that taken away, where it's like, well, we did this, that kind of messes with your bargaining power. That might change things a little bit. You know, that could open up wound can worms. But I do see the point in giving props and giving credit where credit is due because you got nice. people that are sacrificing their lives sure. and they don't get any credit. They like right. no acknowledgement. It's like un, they're unsung hero, but you don't even know that they did it. Right. Unless the actor or actress says, Oh, well shout out to like Anthony Mackey. He's good for shouting out Aaron Tony. Like Aaron Tony did that. Keanu Reeves is good for saying Jackson mm. did that, you know, but not everyone wants to give that up. They all, some people want to give the mystique that I did everything. Sure. Absolutely. 
So do you, do you think there should be an award for 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 people who do stunts? Yeah, I think I think I think there should be some type of, of acknowledgement. It's some, I mean, because we do we do have the tourist awards, which is great. The but, tourist awards you know, are fantastic. I, think, I really enjoy them. It is, it, and it's a, it's a fun festive time if you've ever been. Like the food is sure. on point, the drinks are amazing, the energy is always fun, and it's like it's like a family reunion. For it the is most part. really nice. You know. It's like, hey, everybody, we can finally get together because we're all all over the world doing these films. But I definitely feel like at least there should be some way of acknowledgement to you know to the stunt community on that level because it should be because everyone else get acknowledged on that level. Right, so should be as well. Just right. somehow they just got to figure it out in a way where I, I where it obviously it works, but I definitely think they should. Well, you know, the Tours Awards are coming up pretty soon. I hope I see you there. Uh, I'll be there myself. Yeah, uh, you know, I hope we have some fun. We'll, we'll eat some, like, little tiny sliders together or something like that. There we go. Sliders <laughs> and one of those mixed drinks with, with, the, red, with the Red Bull. So they, they oh, with the Red like Bull that. drinks. I, You know, I got to tell you, I never drank Red Bull, but Red Bull vodka drinks from to the Tours Awards were, were, were amazing. Man, that, that, was, that was a good time. Those some good times. <laughs> uh, you know, see, you see, and then you see everybody break dance or something that in the dress and outfit. I see the whole move. I'm impressed. What's interesting is you're watching people at the, like their peak specimen levels, you know, trying mm-hmm. to like do like the best stuff in very tight mm-hmm. outfits. I'll be, I'll be honest, because they want to show off how, yeah. how how good looking they are, but it's very tough to it's dance. Different. Uh, yeah, especially some of the dance. I, I, I've, there's not been a year I haven't seen somebody split their pants at least once. Because a lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the stunt performers they come from the breakdance era, so you you yeah. see somebody do this move and then they get down on the ground and they have one too many drinks and they split and you're like, ooh. I yeah, I saw yeah, Tammy I saw Tammy Barry die uh, dance one one uh, time and I swear to God I thought she mm-hmm. was gonna knock somebody out. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, we were just I we were just bumming. <laughs> so tell me, so tell me, size, so you, yeah. Oh, those are fantastic times. We're gonna have more times like that as well. I, I, I really, I really think one of the one of the issues though in the um, stunt organizational work is that the Me Too movement mm-hmm. quite hasn't lent into that world. Um, I, no. You know, one of the one of the things that I heard at the Tours Awards, and I'll tell you something that you know our our audience right now that's listening, and thank you for listening in today at, at Cinema Files Radio, hosted by me, and thank God we have Gene Freeman here. But you know, thank you for it's a fir- God bless you, and thank you for thank you for being here. But one thing that I, I definitely heard in front of my face was that w- one stunt woman asked another man, "Do you mind if I give you a call?" And he goes, "As long as it's." kosher and it's the first time i've ever heard anybody tell a woman like don't call me for anything else but professional wisdom and i'll be honest mm-hmm. it, there, there there is not a lot of jobs that i think that, that like there's no cinematography jobs I've ever been part of location directing producing mm-hmm. there's never been work that somebody's ever said anything like that to me or anybody that i know of do you think that's purely a stunt thing? Do you think the stunt world is kind of a little backwards? What's going on? Um, I feel like hmm, I feel like within the, the the stunt community, I feel like sometimes uh, I feel like women have it very hard in hmm. in the in the sense of being taken seriously without right. the BS sometimes. And but right. then you have 
on the flip side of that, you have those that know what they have and they have no problem using that to their advantage. That's mm. the problem you have. I think that's the bigger problem sometimes. It does feel like the old West. There's very the old West. Yeah. It's like one way or another. It depends on how I can take, yeah. take abuse of you. But, you know, that can only last so long before somebody gets, like, you know, annexed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. And, and, again, I think that's the hard part, too, is, like, you have someone who's like, hey, I just want to call you. And, you know, and we could talk about this project and that yeah. they really are on some culture stuff. But then you have those who are like, you know what? Yeah, I don't mind to give you that little dinner and that little kiss on the cheek because that's right. going to open the door for me. Yeah, I'll give you that extra 30 second hug, even though I don't want to. But, you know, this this could open the door for me. So, you know, we, I, we I have I, two sides. I'm so insanely naive to think that, you know, I, I thought four years ago we destroyed Ray. <laughs> I thought four years ago we destroyed racism. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) I just made you laugh too, bro. I thought we destroyed certain aspects of like social society, but it doesn't, with the Me Too movement, I I thought people were on check, people were off balance, people were more careful about what they were going to say, but no. Uh, in certain no. avenues, people are absolutely, um, yeah, on the dark side. Not at, not at all. Yeah, I mean, because there's some things that I deal with on set, and I just and, – and luckily, again, I was blessed to have two parents that would explain to me it's bigger than you, you and, and I would get stuff like, you know, you're representing your whole race. And I still deal with that now where hmm. I might handle a situation where – So you had that conversation – so your family yeah. had the conversation with you that you're representing your entire your entire culture. When you're yeah, you're like six years old and you're about to go into class. She's like, I want you to know you represent your whole race. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of pressure for a six year old. But yeah. it, I get why she had to tell me because we, yeah. we moved to a predominantly white neighborhood. So uh. what, they, what she was saying was, you're you're their 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 go to. They've never seen. Right. They've never experienced. So you, you, you you'll do, be their first representation. Right. Or either, either you're going to break myths or you're going to perpetuate stereotypes. Either way, right. just know that you're the one that's good. And I feel like it's the same thing in certain fashions with the women in, in, the, in the community. Like, you're a representation of the next woman. And it sucks that so you're going to be that you, I got to be honest. That's yeah. so strange that you had to go through that. that that's, uh, that's, that's horrific. I still go through it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, of course like, you do. I mean, like, yeah. But, I, as, a chi- but as a child, you, 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 you don't want children to go through those aspects. As adults, we all have hey. to, like, face up to reality. Yeah. <laughs> that, the, that the world yeah, really, it, really is racist. We have to just face facts. Yeah. And we have to fix things yeah, along I mean, the way. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a kid, like, like, the kids would say, where's his tail? Like, what? Like, you know, what I used does to that get mean? that stuff as a kid. Uh, really? You know, because they were referring to me as a monkey. Yeah, they were like, Aww. we were at the grocery store. My mom's, my mom's walking me where Myers. I remember where Myers, and yeah. the kid asked where my tail was. Welcome, and, welcome to know. Michigan. Yeah, I spent yeah, a lot I mean, of time in Michigan. You know, welcome to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, even even when I lived in, uh, in L.A., like, I would get questions asked or, you know, they, oh, you know how to speak? You know those words? Oh, you speak so well. I'm like, yeah, I have an education. Yes, I know words. It's, if I don't know something, I'll ask. But yeah, I'll get yeah. that sometimes. They'll say something, 
and they'll look and see like, okay, validation. Do you do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Yes, I know what that yeah. means. Or you like big, big butts. You must know what that means. You must know about the big butt movement. What What do you think? I don't have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I, had, I I had a girl come up to me at, at the at a film festival, and 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 like do this kind of rhyme that she's she's both black and white, and and she started going on the thing, and I'm like. May I ask you a question? Is there a reason why you just told me that? She was well, you know, ninety nine percent of people, and she was in Arizona. She was ninety nine percent of people mm. asking me this question. And I'm like, yeah, you're not from LA, so we would never ask that question. <laughs> yeah, this is not a question right. that is like appropriate. Right. And there's right. more of you in LA than there's not. So nobody right. would ask That's you right. that question unless you just perpetuated yourself. Right. You have to. You have to stop exactly. that. Exactly. 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 Yeah. yeah. And you got, it, it's hard too, because you got to find, that's why I do more listening than talking sometimes mm. just to kind of get a gauge of where I'm at, what I'm into. And, you know, sometimes I try to, I look at it as like as a teaching moment, you know, like when the guy wanted, right. wanted to pitch a show and they wanted, they were like, well, we want to use you because we don't feel like we can be authentic talking about hip hop, you know, cause we don't do the gold chains and da, 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 da. And when he went down his list of what he thought was on authenticity, I was like, well, I don't have gold chains. I don't do ear, you know, I don't do all that stuff anyway, but I do enjoy right. the music and I do enjoy the culture. So it's like breaking again, breaking those myths and those stereotypes, you know, and I feel like you got to do it by a case by case basis instead of it being a representation of all, oh, well, he must do it too, or she must do it too. Like right. you should really listen to that person and see if that where they're at with it, you know, hopefully we'll get to that point. So as you were, uh, you know, I know we will. I mean, there, I don't think there's anything we as a people cannot overcome. I think sometimes Very we true. overestimate ourselves. I think we think that we're further than we are, and we prove ourselves Very wrong, true. so we're disappointed by ourselves. But I think in the very end, I think we, we love what we have, and I don't think we mm-hmm. want to give it up. I'll be honest. I think this is uh, where life should be and just progress from this point forward. We're just going, I think we're going yep. through a tough time in our lives right now. Uh, there's nothing Very wrong true. with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Let me ask you a question. You know, you, you know, from your family that, that, you know, they obviously went through tough times owning a comic book store and, and, and doing, doing things in yep. the entertainment business because that, that's going to create problems. Do you, do you feel like some of their woes helped you to get over some of the future woes that you were going to have Definitely. in the entertainment business? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Um, one of the things that, you know, my parents were very adamant about was education. They wanted us to understand and, and feel comfortable in these environments. You, you know, like you're going to have to work harder. You know, my mom, my dad, they worked extremely hard to get what they had, even just, you know, to be in the neighborhood they lived in. They had to sacrifice so much. Like my father worked the same job at, working at the post office and, and, you know, working for the government. And those are like the only two jobs. He, and he kept working those. And then, you know, my mom, she was like, you know, you, we want to make sure you guys have a, a vocabulary. She's like, you're going to be big on that. Because she told me a time when she went on a date and the guy said, you know, you're so beautiful and loquacious. And she was like, so you're saying I'm, loud, I'm beautiful, loud, and obnoxious. And he looked and he was stunned because he didn't expect her to know that. Yeah, 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 exactly. And she was like, oh, no, never again. Like, so she was like, yeah. So your, your, mother is ed- like, your mother's educated and throws it in people's face without a doubt. 
You know, yeah, especially when you ch- – I mean, because, yeah, he put her on the – he tried to, you know – Wow, he tried to sleeve her over, and she just pushed yep. him under the side. Wow. Yeah. Loquacious. She said, she said, and she said – yeah, and she said, that's the thing you're going to have to worry about. She's like, it's not going to be the blatant uh, – someone just coming at you with mean intent. It's the smile. It's going to be, right. oh, well, let me just pet you on your head. Oh, let me just – Thank you. you. Know, it's – yeah, it's going to be the smile with the deception behind it. That's and that's. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm glad that it's still taught, man, because it really is that smiley little son of a gun who really has yeah. evil intent. That is the worst yeah. kind of uh, monsters that we have. The people who speak their their truth and say their truth. Thank you. I know what you look like now. Yeah. You want to be known. Exactly. I I I I, I almost support you. But the people who hide exactly. themselves, those are the ones I'm like, no, I don't like this. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you really feel a way, stay away, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's, I think that's why when I watch like a Quentin Tarantino film and they have like the N-word all throughout it, it, it doesn't bother me as much right. because it's right in my face and I know what it is. I've seen that you know, person before. That, that, that's a weird subject. You know, with Pulp Fiction, you know, I, I saw that. And Quentin Tarantino playing the extra kept on using the N-word, you know, talking about his wife. Mm-hmm. And then you see in a flashback, right. you know, if she caught, catches up to him, she's black herself. And I always gave him that excuse of like, well, if you're, if you're, if you're invited to the barbecue, then, then you know, you're going to say what you want to say without being murdered. I mean, this guy's an assigned killer. He's obviously not killing you, so you're you're allowed to say that word. But I rem- I remember watch listening to Spike Lee and Quentin Tarantino mm-hmm. on on uh, Howard Stern fighting about who is the most racist. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard those conversations ever before? I've heard some of those. Yeah, I've heard some of those conversations. Like, you know, I, I get it. I, I totally understand it. I, I understand you know, it from both weird, sources. So. Yeah, I understand it from both sources. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. in reality, they, they really influence us into our next films. So so you worked on, on – let's go back to, to your your uh, other stuff. You worked on Homeland. Okay. So how how was that yeah. like? Because Homeland is, is reaching its end now. So you're hitting, you're hitting the end quarters now. <laughs> well, you know, that was a lot of fun. That that was definitely on the sun side of things. Um, shout out to Mickey G, a great coordinator. You know, super funny uh, and real chill guy. Um, he hit me up um, actually through Stunt Availability. Thank, thank you, Stunt. Nice. Thank, thank, thank you, Stunt Phone. Thank you. Thank you, Stunt Phone. Um, you know, so that was a great experience. It was a big bear. Um, you know, the the place was beautiful. The air, it was hard to breathe. <laughs> I was wow. that was probably the hardest job. I've had so far because wow. the air, there was no air, there was no air and they were a little air to breathe side of a mountain. <laughs> yeah. It was not acclimated day one. They were like, so we're just going to walk through and, 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 and we're going to, we're going to, and you guys are going to be on the side of the mountain. There's going to be, there's going to be explosions here, gunfire here, blah, blah, blah. And, and someone was like, and I, the director was like, yeah, and I think Gene, I think Gene's going to have the hardest part. And I was like, the hardest part. I thought I was just running up the, the mountain was the hardest part. And they're like, yeah, he's going to get shot, and he should go over the log. And I'm like, go over the log? Okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, and then once you go over this log, it's not like I'm going to stop. I'm going to keep rolling. So uh, to backtrack a little bit, the night before I'm getting ready to leave to Big Bear to go to the uh, homeland, someone right. stole my bag out of my car. Get so out of here. All my gear is gone. Yeah, so all wow. my gear is gone. And, and, and I'm like, 
okay, I don't know what I'm going to do about this. And, I, I, you know, right. I, I'm not really big for venting on social media, but I just sure. said, whoever stole my bag, I hope you really needed it, but it sucks because I'm supposed to go work tomorrow. And the sure. stunt community just flourished and came in overflow, and thank God for Matt Merchant. He really? borrowed his bag. Yeah, like people were hitting me up left and right, and, and the, the support was just amazing. Like, I, I, I almost cried. Because That's awesome. It was like, I, yeah, to have that many people reach out and then just, you know, not just give words of comfort, but action. And I'm big on if I'm gonna bring, uh, you know, bring something up, it's because hopefully something can happen, as right. opposed to, oh, I'll just pray for you, I'll just pat you on the back, or you, you, know, <laughs> you broke some crystals, and hopefully yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah, I'll pray for don't you, man. Me. It's like, please don't pray for me. Please help me out. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, or I want. <laughs> So like that happened, and so I and so I find out what the gag I'm supposed to be doing, and it, I mean the terrain is crazy, the atmosphere is crazy, and and again this is thank God to Chow Stahowski and his team because for a little bit I was training at 87 and I was learning jujitsu from uh, Hugh Fitzgerald, he's my professor, and hmm. those drills saved me on that job. You know, I was going to ask you that. There is there is no doubt in my mind that you have a martial art background, but it, you know, I was going to ask you first of all, who's trained you? Who is your master? Uh second of all, it sounds like a very kung fu movie, right? And second of all it is right? Second of all is how has it added to your life as a creative? Mm. Mm. okay. So uh, I have I, I I feel really weird claiming a martial artist at all. That's just me. I've always who, felt who like, have been your inspirations or people who've been mentors in your life. Just okay. just people yeah. you you you've trained with things like that. Yeah, um, I've trained with uh, Mark. Um, uh, I can't think of his last name right now, which is I feel really bad about that. But um, more about him, Mark. Mark. Mark has been great. His class. Um, he would open it up at, at, at Gymnastic Olympica, and we would go over stacking punches and kicks, and mm. you know, and, and, and really and having intent behind your fist. Um, right. Then who else? Terry Terry Tahini. He was great. Um, Zedrick Harris. I took a few of his courses. Um, I took some wire work from from Tim Storm. Then I went to Wire Fighters. They've been great. Chris Young and his his group of people. Um, I would say from the jujitsu standpoint, Fitz, Hugh Fitzgerald is my professor. Like that's probably the one place that I actually claim mar- like that I'm learning martial arts. Um, and then Chad Stahowski and his group, he opens up 87. Uh, I was blessed to be able to train there for a little bit, but then I just mm. I got really booked with work. So like the, the opening time to go train there, I'm on set, so I wasn't able to 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 stay in it as much. But while I was there, that was where they would go over judo, jujitsu different mm. arm techniques uh, right. and, and how to fall and saving yourself. So a lot of those mechanics. And, and then what helped me was, cause I, I, cause a lot of people already have a martial arts background. I'm just starting in certain, cause I just said like two years ago, I was like, I want to be a fight guy. So like literally within a two year span, I've been learning more of the timing and the dance of that. And so when he would, when he said, you know, fight choreography is a dance that like, that went off in my brain, like, oh, he's like, and he's like, he's like, you know, work on the things that you're good at. He's like, if you need to hit the ground, he's like, you know, understanding this, he's like, the only way to be, to fake being good is being good. 
He's like, right. you know, he's like my, he's like my guys, you know, they don't, they're not sitting in crappy telling their, their stories. They're, they're learning all the fights. They're learning not just right. their fight, but the other person's fight. And, and I thought about that when I, and that helped me on the Homeland thing again, because when I had an opportunity to stay in my trailer, cause they were like, you have, you have to take this, this crane and the ski lift all the way up. And I don't like unnecessary heights. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but I was like, dang it, they're on set. And I was like, they said they don't have to go up there, but I was like, I thought about what he said. He was like, my guys, we're there. And so I was like, well, I need to be there too. Even if they don't need me, they just need to know my presence is there. Right. So I hop on a ski lift that I've never been on before, and I'm going up this thing, and I'm like, I'm ready to work. And we they, we didn't do anything for like six hours. But the, <laughs> you know, but, the, but the gag that I had to do when I'm getting shot. And I was like, okay, air awareness to do this and to do that and to hit the ground and okay. And figure out how I'm not going to roll into this barrage of broken twigs and logs and impale myself, you know, cause once you're going, especially when, when everything is like ready, three, two, one, go, you know, you're right. like adrenaline's pumped, you know, you got to stay focused. You got to hit the marks. So I'm listening to like people like um, on 8711 podcast, they were talking about, you know, uh, I think his name was Jackson. He was like, you know, when you get to a certain level, he's like, you can't mess up. You can't mess up. You have to really know your stuff. And so these type of people, like, from near or far, I'm listening to and taking that into consideration as I'm training, as I'm learning these different moves and different techniques. And I'm thinking about what I need to do on the day. And I'm like, okay, so I remember going over and then accelerating here, and then you hit the mark and da, 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 and, you, and, and, and let momentum take you. So luckily I was blessed to be in that course or that they opened their doors at that time because I probably wouldn't have did the job as well as I did it because they were like, dude, like you gave us a 10. All we wanted was like a five or a six. And, then, and I didn't feel anything. Like, it was great. It was like it just looked like I did more than what I needed to, but I'm glad they were happy with it. And, you know, it saved me immensely. Like these teachers that take their time out, Gio Carrera, um, you know, all these different guys, that will take their time out, Khalid, and, um, you know, just even Ryan Watson. Like, I would go on set, and I would ask the question, like, hey, well, what, what, how do you do this? How do you do that? I see you got, you know, I see you, you got good hands. I see you guys are doing uh, FUBA and learning different little moves here and there, and I would just practice. I would take my Kali sticks, and I would work on stuff on set, and I would, you know, even on the, on the Mandalorian, I'm bringing my sticks, and, you know, you got – different people who are like specialists and I'm like, well, this is like a class. We, you know, we got downtime. Instead of me just chilling and crafty, you know, let me ask you a question. And, and, and it's like <laughs> being humble enough to listen and right. take in the information as opposed to, I know everything. I always try to go in like a sponge, you know, let me right. go with a clean, this clean squeeze and let me absorb as much as you want to give me without the, Oh, well, I, I'm already doing this. So I don't need to know from, you know, like I really want to humble myself. And right. learn, you know, even Jerry Marina is, he's a, you know, a phenomenal stunt performer. Like he, he's, he's hard, but he's, you know, he's phenomenal. Like he's great for, for a reason. And, you know, like his work ethic, you know, training with, you know, lifting weights with this guy and, you know, how they'll lift weights, go do judo from you know, the, the lift weights from six to, to seven thirty, then from seven thirty to nine, then, then from nine to 11, then from 12 to 12 uh, to two o'clock, you know, you've just did all this training. You know, right. it's like that's what that's what it takes to be a phenomenal. That's what it takes to be. You know, you want to do like Keanu Reeves. You want to be an action actor. Then it's like 
you got to put in the time like a surgeon. Like, I think Chad talked about that. He's like, you know, you guys want to do the fight, but you guys will just do kick drills and punch and punch a bag. He's like, you got to film yourself doing fights. You got to film yourself doing it so you can see it. And he's like, you got to put in the hours, you got to put in the time. And so all these different people would say the same thing. You know, what's your right. fist saying? Are you just throwing a punch? Are you, what type of thug are you? Are you, are you a, are you a henchman? Are you, are you, you know, are you a specialist? You know, and, and all these things. So like, I feel like for me, the, the, the thing that's been great is I don't say I'm necessarily a martial arts. I'm more like, I feel like I'm a sponge movie foo. Um, Cause uh, and I'm open. So I'm, <laughs> movie I'm always, food. That I'm makes a lot open. of sense. Yeah, because, again, it's like I've heard people say I'm this, and then when you see them, you're like, mm-mm, you can't be. Because, it, it, or, you know, or you don't have to even say it. Like, I feel like, you know, like when you study martial arts, a lot of martial arts, they don't really say what they are unless they need to. No. You know, they just, like, they just do their thing. You know, at, at my and experience level like, and my timing right now, I, I actually kind of laugh. I chuckle sometimes mm-hmm, when I hear people talk mm-hmm. because they're so ingratiated by themselves, by what rank they have. And I'm just like, <laughs> yep. you're, you're going to reach a level yep. of no of no rank and all that stuff is going to mean nothing. Yep. See, yep, exactly. And, and, and like I've been taught on many and many classes, once you say you can do that thing or you're that thing. You're saying you're above average, so right. especially especially in the stunt community. Like I, that's one thing I liked about being an actor who can do stunts is that I can play on both sides. But the one thing about the stunt performer, there is no stuntman for the stuntman. It's either you can or you can't. The actor, we can get right. you a stuntman. We can get you. We, we right. can find somebody who can drive the car, who can shoot the gun. You just got to deliver the line. As opposed to the stuntman, you hit that. You don't hit that mark. <laughs> you know, either you're right. money yeah. or they're like, they'll replace you. That's a totally <laughs> different pressure. And I was like, I want to play in that pressure. Like, I want to be able to deliver my lines, but I was like, I don't want to be that guy on set where you're like, dang, bro, you just, oh, you suck. Like, I don't want to be that guy. So, you know, you know that's, little, that's little, my goal. I want to talk to my audience right now. You know, a, a lot of my guests have, have asked whether we need an hour or two hours. Why do I need this much time? Like we're, we're almost in two hours right now with, wow. with my guest, Gene Freeman, right now. So it's, it, it goes by really, really fast. And you might not think that you have a lot to say, but Gene Freeman has a lot to say. <laughs> and it's 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 it's, it's worth <laughs> listening to. <laughs> thank, <laughs> so, Gene, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, I love I love talking to you, Gene. Let me ask you a very serious question here, which is, you know, sure. depression is is an, a very pertinent thing or or, or relevant mm-hmm. thing in Hollywood. How do we get past yeah. that? I mean, how did how did you get, how did you get past that yourself, or or how are you, how are you dealing with that yourself in the world that you live in? Oh man. You know what? Um, I was in my car for nine months, and during that time, I lost my family. I, I found out there were some truths and things that that obviously it, it shattered my reality. So you were you were homeless for nine months in your car? You know, you know what's funny? I don't consider it homeless. I lived in my car, <laughs> dude. I, I, listen, my friend, I w- I was homeless for several years in my car and it's homeless motherfucker. Mm. I, I, I excuse me for my language there and I, I'm going to take a cue from that one because I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be punished for that word right there but I'm telling you something that was that's homeless. 
So let's just be honest with each see? other. That's homeless. So, see, so, so, see, so, see, so here, here's, here's part of it. Per, uh, perception. Yeah. I never, because if I would have looked at it as homeless, when you think homeless, you, there's a lot of things that go with homeless. That, that just instantly right. you say it. I, like weak. And, and during my time, stupid. It, you're yeah. weak. You're, you're stupid. You made stupid decisions. You're not, you're right. not worthy. You're, you're so many things. And, and again, in, in, in conversation, like I had a friend who I was, who was talking on my phone. He was like, dude, you're, you're homeless. He's like, da, da, da. I was like, no, dude, I'm in my car. I was like, I'm in a mobile home. I own this. Yeah. I, was like, I can go yeah. anywhere I want. I was like, you know, I, it, it, it was like my mindset. It was like, I can go anywhere I want. Like I pick up, I would go, I guess I would go to the gym. I do my regiment. I would go, I would book a job and I do camera work and whatever, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, I would sleep in my car. And then he was like, dude, right. he's like, but you're homeless. I was like, no, I'm not homeless. I was like, you're homeless. I was like, if your sister you know, says, you, house, you, 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 you sound you. exactly like me, man. That's exactly <laughs> the way I talk to people for, for, for a year. It's like, I'm not homeless. You're yeah. homeless. You're the one living on the streets. Yeah. I've got a car. And the yeah, truth is, yeah. you, you know, yeah. having a car is such a luxury. It is such it is. a luxury. Wow. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, because I, I literally, I, I, I was downtown, and I was like, I don't feel safe over here. I don't like the energy over here. And yeah. then some said, then drive. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's right. I don't have to stay. I can drive. And I you can go anywhere you want. And I went yeah. To, yeah. I went every. I went. I went. I, I was on, on Lancashire and in, uh, in Magnolia. I would stay. I'd be over in that area, and I would go to the gym. Yeah. The gym was right there. And I. Yeah. And I was I in, would, I, at night. Okay. No, I was in North Hollywood, what? and I was in North Hollywood near the Valhalla um, um, uh, Cemetery. Oh, that's where I would stay. I oh, yeah, it's oh, in Burbank. Okay. Very, very safe. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I would like I would lay down at night, and I would be playing like Joe Olstein. I would play Eric Thomas. I would play oh, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I would be playing. All these people are saying like, uh, you pump know, you up. You know, that's yeah. how winners win. Yeah, it was like, right. You know, and then prior, yeah, prior to that, I was in my word because um, I was, you know, previously married, and I was going through these hardships, and I'm like, I have to figure this out. I, mean, I don't know why we're you, going. Through you what sound we're like me. Hold, hold on a second. You went through a divorce, <laughs> and, and and that is what kind of set you up into this situation. Yeah, I mean, it was actually it came, it came out of nowhere because I literally found out. I'm in my car planning to, you know, go see the kids and do all this other stuff. I find out, oh, no, we're not together. They, oh, they, this person's been cheating. They, oh, I'm like, all this other stuff. I'm like, whoa. Are these your kids? Everything. I, yeah. Uh, whoa. She had a previous relationship. And so, yeah, so she had brought two kids into it. And I've always felt like, you know, they, the moment they were brought into my life, I was like, you guys are my kids. I don't care what anyone says. And so, that being said, I've always left it that way. Like, even though right. they were my, by my blood or any of that stuff, that didn't matter to me. Like, I'm the one that helped them, you know, potty train. I taught them the ABCs, one, two, threes. I showed them how to respect, love, honor. No, you were a right father. You were a good, yeah, you were a good father is what you, you were. Know. Yeah, I would, yeah. I, would, I, would, I would walk my kids to school. It's three miles away. I have one on my back, another one walking, and, like, we got to get to the school. Like, I got you. Like, And then you all know. of a sudden she's a so, cheater, and she's, like, been doing something else. Yeah. You know, just, you know, and, and, and to her, you know, she, life hits everybody different, you know. Right, it's all right. all about what's inside of you and what and what drives you. Like, for her, you know, I could hear about the money and all this other stuff. 
And, you know, I'm, but I'm listening to stuff saying, like, you could have all the money, but what if your parents, what if your kids don't know you? What if your, your significant right. other doesn't know you? What if there's right. that void that can't be filled with, with, with material things? So, right. you know, luckily I had all that stuff that was being built up inside of me. So when I was in my car, I didn't feel homeless. I didn't feel powerless. I didn't feel like it was the end. I was just like, okay, this is the situation. I'm going to build from this. It's just mm. not the end all be all for me. You know, right. just, I have to keep that positivity in my in, in me. I have to keep speaking life in my situation. Very important. All while I'm in my car. Yeah, that, I think that's the one thing how to deal with depression when you're in those situations is that you have to keep reinforcing positive things. When those negative things pop up, as quick as they pop up, you have to nip them in the bud. You have to fight. Some some of your friends are going to say things to you like you're in your car and like he's like, dude, you're taking your 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 computer to the coffee shop. Someone's going to steal that from you. And I was like, no, right. no one's going to steal that from me. And he was like, right. yeah, man, someone's going to steal that from you. He's like, you didn't. Nobody and stole I was that like, from dude. you. I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm first. I'm like six one. You know, I'm a big dude. Da da da. Six one and a half. No one's going to no one's going to take it from me. I was like, then if they tried to, it would drop. He was like, no man, that's not going to work. Someone's. Gonna, I was like, you know what? I was like, stop speaking death over me. Like I had to right. literally come at them just as aggressively with that positive and say, stop speaking that over me. But right. had I gave in, I, you know, then yeah, because as soon as I said that, I ended up meeting someone who worked on The Walking Dead. He needed mm. to get something filmed. And it sounded sketchy, but I was like, you know what? I, I, God is my source. No weapon for any guest. We shall prosper. Yo, man, what do you need? I can shoot it. I can edit it. And I got paid. It helped me. I got I formed a relationship. And, you know, and it just goes to show sometimes you have to, you know, stay, stick to your gun, stick to that positivity, like, and reinforce it. It's not an easy thing, but, you know, it was just an ongoing thing. And before I know it, I found a roommate. Um, you know, I met the guy who I've been in the sauna with for over three and a half months. He gives me my first big SAG job. And he's also one of my best mentors to this day. And he always tells me, he's like, you know why I gave you that job? He's like, you weren't the best. You're not a martial artist. He's like, but you had the heart to get up and do it again, mm. you know, mm. and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. And I've always been, my biggest thing is like, I want to let my name have greatness behind it. So when you speak it, it holds weight. When you, when you like, when you speak Gene Freeman, you're like, this guy, that's a go-to guy. That guy. Is a well, I, guy. I, I like, guy. I like what you're saying because what you're saying is that there's a difference between truth and perception. You're homeless. Right. The truth is that you're okay. You're fine. You got a car. You're going to be okay. The perception is, right. woe is me. What's happening to me? Why me? Who right. can I blame? Right. And I, and I have no one to blame but myself. Because at the end of the day, right. you made the choices that you made. Whether you, you like did. it or not, these are your choices. You know, you picked right. who you want to be with. Now, now, how do you want to handle it? You can sit in your car and wallow. You can lay out on the grass. Like, there was people who, it was, it was weird, too. Like, while I was in my car, who, who people who were, like, who needed a place to stay. They right. stayed in my car. Like, <laughs> I opened my car up to other people. So, like, yeah, like, I even at one point rented out my, my, the, my passenger seat, made some money. Like, so it was like, you know, I was like, this is like anything else. Like, I'm like Airbnb in my car right now. It's, it, it was, you know, this, again, yeah, my mindset was just different. Like, it was just like, this isn't, this doesn't define me. I'm not going to. I'll like be honest. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never done anything like that in my entire life. <laughs> it's incredible, Uber's isn't it? Uber's interesting. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's incredible the things that we go through 
in order to become the people yeah. we are today. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, I knew that I was going to be in entertainment. There's no question about that because yeah. that was a choice I made. How how all the other stuff transpired, that's just, you know, like I said, better choices that I could have made. But I knew this was – I knew I was going to be doing this. I knew I was going right. to be doing this. So, well, you you got you know. some acting things coming up right now. Some great yeah. pieces right now, like Play for Keeps, yeah. Type Z, yep. from from makers yep. of Action Here, Free yep. for All. I mean, tell me tell me about these projects. These are your acting jobs coming up. I wanted to hear about these. Yeah, um, you know, so like uh, one of the one of the projects I got to play OJ Simpson. Um, that now, now that's the question I want to ask you because you're going to be playing OJ Simpson. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah, that 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 was interesting. Uh, I probably won't ever do it like that one, something like that again. Yeah, um, I I think I think for me personally, because I feel like if I, one reason I got into film is because I wanted to be in places where I could be things and and, and try different things, like be in a different world, be a different creature, right. be a, you know, characters. You know, sure. I think when you're doing stuff based on a real ex- life experience, like right. that someone died, that's a real death. Those are real. Two people deaths. died. Yes. Nine one one calls. Yeah, two people died. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was like even being on set, like to be like the two kids that were they like, had to pretend to be my kids. Like it felt. Oh weird. my god. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm the guy that's gonna like, possibly be the killer. You know, it just <laughs> you know, it just that sounds the vibe sur- sounds surreal when you say it out loud. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it did. It did, and, that, and that's what it felt. I was like, "Hey," and then she, you know, then she's playing her character, and she's looking at me with deaf eyes, and it's like, I was like, "Okay, is she in character right now, or, or is this just <laughs> yeah, my breath smell a little different? Do I need to go to Crafty and get some gum? Like, I don't know what this is, but you know, that, that was right. a different experience. But I enjoyed it because at least I know what I liked and what I didn't like, you know, right. and I can make that choice going on further in my career, you know, as an actor. So. You know, but yeah, it was definitely it was it was it was there, it was definitely hard uh, for sure because like you're watching this stuff and then like learning the mannerisms, you're really looking and analyzing and you know because you're trying to play it the best you can to that person. You know, right. that's another thing too. So I was just you know. Let me ask yeah, you a question. Was, that, let me let me let me question, ask you a question that might be a little controversial. Do you, do you, do you think there's limited work for African Americans that that aren't like big stars right now? Hmm. You know, huh, that's an interesting question. I, I feel like, I feel like. Are there, there stories being still, made for African American? I mean, are there still being There, there are filmed, better I mean, stories being made now, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm listening to you. Well, yeah, I do, I do feel like they are making better, more stories, you know, outside of, you know, the dude with the mixtape trying to get out the basement. And, right. You know, the slave, you know, the slave that, 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 that wants to be free, you know, they, they are right. trying to make other stuff. Um, you know, hopefully we can get to the point where it's not that the, the token guy, he's only good enough up until a certain point, then he has to die, you know, hopefully, or, or like he'll, he'll, he'll have a major part, but then like they turn him into a creature. So it's like, you really don't get to right. see right. that person's journey. You get to, like, you know, you see this animated. Yeah. Yeah, like Enemy Mine or something like that. You know, I was wondering because, you know, even with the crossover and DC crossover, they were really questioning whether whether they bring over Black Lightning. And I was like, is that because it's like more of like an African-American show and that it doesn't bring in the same kind of squadron? It's it's kind of an odd question 
to ask. And mm. what we would say is 2020, which is we're the end of right. the decade now. Right. So it, right. my question would be is like, do you think like maybe the has it opened up for us? Has it closed for us? Is it, how does it feel right now for you as as an actor? Because I'm not I, an actor. I feel, yeah, I, I feel like it's opening. I I still do feel like there's a way to go, but I do feel like there are opening. There is things. There are other things you're starting to see, you know, choice wise when it comes to these these roles. You know, like when Jordan Peele, like you know, he you mm. can tell he's very into like the psychological thrillers and the horror. So, he is, yeah. You know, and he and it, it, so you're you're starting to see those stories, which is really cool. Uh, you know, so I, I I do start to see the changes. I do start to see the the their the opening. It just hopefully it'll get to a point where you know again it won't even be a thought. It'll just be like this, right. is, you know, just the movie. You know, but right, right now it's, it's it's getting there. There there is some change because there's so many platforms. It's so many things that people are looking for. God, there's you know, so many channels right now. There are so yeah. many platforms: Disney Plus, Amazon, Netflix. Yeah. I mean, we got yep. we got you know, like Google's going to come out with something very soon. What are, What are you looking forward to your to the future of your career? What What, what, are, you, what are you kind of holding out for? I mean, you've um, already done the, the Mandalorian and some some fantastic things, but but obviously yeah. acting seems to be your main gig. So yeah, what do you what do you yeah. what are you working for? I'm working to, to, to be that, that that next like I want that Indiana Jones. I want to be able to, I want to be that cat, the guy that does those type of films like the uh, action adventure sci-fi fantasy. Like mm. I really play in those realms, and like I, I really see myself being on a Star Wars and being on a you know on a, a Star Trek even like you know playing those characters and having those. Uh, prominent performances like that's what I'm aiming for so like that's what I'm looking for from this point on is just stuff that really showcases that or you know a Matrix uh, you know a John Wick where uh, the characters are like a little more prominent and you can see them doing stuff and and then, and, and like they, they're they're around for the next one not just for that it, it, it seems that what, like what you love is the things that you grew up with pop culture, yeah. things of relevance, yep. things that you enjoy. Yep. It doesn't seem like yep. you have a very specific motive other than to do what you enjoy. Yeah, and I just, and my mom and my parents were really animated about being a trailblazer, like, because there isn't anyone really, right now, they, they, I mean, I guess I would have said Will Smith, maybe, where he probably <laughs> would have been the person that is in, the, you know, it's time, you know, pass the torch, because his, his son didn't want it, so, yeah, pass the torch, you know? It's, it's right. Time for Someone to continue with the sci-fi, continue with those action events, those the Wild West. I mean, a better, a different version. But you know, like again, like a Indiana Jones, Men in Black. You know, uh, you know, having like a Marvel character, you know, outside of right. Black Panther, or even just a character. You know, it doesn't right. always have to. I hopefully get to a point where it's not just based off of the the point point of it's black or white or any of those things. Other than this is a right. dope character that I like to see. So let me you know, ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I'm some kid from Michigan. I'm around 16 years old. I'm going to come out to L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make some films. I want to do some stuff. What mm -hmm. advice do you have for that child? I would say try things out. I would say get around people that are just that are better than you, that can help inspire you and help you with starting to form like ideas. You know, like, I think that's the one thing that's always helped me is I've always tried to find myself and prayed to be around people that are better than me so I can learn how it works. 
you know, when I started drawing, I remember the first time I was drawing and trying to figure that out. And the dude said, he's like, dude, you're just tracing. You're not drawing. He's like, take the tracing paper away. Try to draw it yourself. You know, if I see the 16-year-old, like, hey, let me see you drawing. All right, let me see you try it yourself. You know, who are you around? You know, really take that time out because the quicker you can figure that out, the faster you'll be able to get your ideas out. You'll be able to push yourself. And, and it'll be fun. And have fun. Like, it's okay if you mess up. It's all right. Just have fun. And and, and learn from those mistakes. And don't be so big on your ego where you don't be, you can't take constructive criticism. Know the difference between constructive criticism and a dream killer, but take that time out. Let me take it to a different, let me take it to, to a different spectrum here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a person right now in Hollywood. I okay. feel like I've been spited. I feel like I've been done wrong. Okay. What advice do you have for that person? Whose truth and perception might be mixed. Because we, we both know yeah. that a lot of people's truths are not the real truth. It's their perception. True. Very true. Very true. Um, you know what? I would say what it, take it as a learning lesson. You know, don't, don't let it – some things aren't meant for you. You know, or you feel like – you're like, yo, I'm meant, to, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be here. Then you get there and you find out it's not that. It, this, it, it, you know, you might have died right. with a bullet, you know, and, and, and it sucks. But that doesn't mean stop. That just means, okay, you know what? This wasn't the this wasn't what I thought it was. And you know, this situation happened. Don't let it stop you from your your overall goal. This is just a moment where you might have to reassess, try something different, and or take that in and be like, you know what, next time I got it. I, I, I know how to deal with this person. You know, don't let it don't let it don't let it deter you, don't let it stop you, but take it as a learning lesson. That's that's what I would tell them. You know, Gene, not, not a lot of people know what to say, but you, you know exactly what to say, and you're very inspirational. For an hour and a half, we've Thank been you. listening to you. For an hour and 40 minutes, we've been listening to you. We've loved everything you had to Thank say. You, you know, Thank we're you. very grateful that you shared your knowledge with us. How, how can we get in touch with you? How can we look at your stuff? How can we watch your stuff and enjoy it? Um, if you want to get in contact with me, I would say go to my Instagram, Gene, G-E-N-E underscore Freeman, F-R-E-E-M-A-N. Um, you know, IMDB has links to the movies that I worked on, the shows that I worked on. They're really good at that. And, um, that, that would be the best bet if you want to check out my stuff, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, those would be the two best ways for sure. Well, Gene, it's been a blessing having you on the show. Let me ask you another question here. You know, what, what made it? What made the people on Mandalorian want you to be on the set for, for a longer period of time that you were set to be on set? Man, you got that. God, that crap. Um <laughs> Right, but I'm asking you, and, and God's speaking through you, my friend. Yeah, yeah. So I would say, I would say, I was just blessed. Like I was always ready to work. I was ready to do whatever was needed to be done. I was very respectful. Um, you know, I'd always ask Ryan. I was like, "Is there anything I can do?" I mean, even when I'd be off the clock, I, I, real quick, if you need me to hold the pad, because I remember there was someone get, getting ready to do a gag, and I was done. I was wrapped, but I was like, it was a pretty big gag. And I was like, "Yo," uh, right. I asked Joe Perez. He's one of the main riggers. I was like, "Hey, do you want me to spot just in case?" You know, because we're a team. You know, it's not right. always about the check. I think that's another thing about me, too. And hmm. it's not always about the money. It's not always about right. the role. It's, if anything, for me, it's about just knowing what The I'm enjoyment. Doing, you yeah. Know, the enjoyment. 
as long and as long as I know what it is, I'm 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 down. It, or right. at least I'll give it. I'll let you know if I can do it or not. You know, right. I was very honest on set, uh, working on the Mandalorian. I was always ready to work out, and and I was always shaking hands and saying thank you, and you know, so communication, Jeff was, communication, and thanks yeah. seems to be yeah, like one of your biggest thanks. winners. Yeah, yeah, just, just uh, being truly, grateful. Truly a blessing, like Jeff. Yeah, yeah, Jeff was great. Jeff, Jeff was the one who always would call me. And be like, hey, we, we can you do this? Can you do that? And being open, I was like, "Yeah, you can, we can say it. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do this." And you know, and being ready to work, you know, right. and speaking on it—that's another thing too. I think what you do in your closet, in your private time. I was very animate about. I'm going to be on these shows. I would vision board. I would write it down. I would talk about it in my car as if it already happened. So, and here I am. I even said I wanted to be on more shows and talk about my talk about things and be an inspiration and and the fact that you hit me up and the fact that I'm able to do it and talk for two hours with someone about my journey, about the people that inspire me and help me, that just yeah. shows how powerful this is. I, I, I've had a lot so, of people be on, you know that have asked to be on the show and they're like, well, I have nothing to plug, so I have nothing to say. And it's like, if my show yeah. is just something for you to plug, then you can go on Conan O'Brien. You know, you can go on any show you want to go. That's that's not what right. I want. What I want to hear right. is is why are you great? What made you great? Right. Other people are calling you great. I see that you're doing great work. Inspire other people. You want to show you want to right. show real power. Make other people powerful. Right. That and that's what I love to do. I'm a, I'm, I'm a point guard. I I can shoot. But point I guard, baby. Wanna, Make other people powerful. Up. Yeah. There you go. That's that's me all day. That's me all day. I'm one of those. I just love. I love. If you're winning, we're winning. That's, that's right. We're winning as a team. As that's why we're together. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so great yeah. talking to you, Gene. You know, thank you so thank much. You, you know, so much. Hey, are you, what are you doing for the holidays? I will be training. Uh, <laughs> I will be training. <laughs> uh, my, yeah, my brother Chris J. He um he put, he put me through the ringer a little bit, and I was like, you know what? We got, I got, I got to get the dust off a little bit. So we going right. I'm a trained son. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Well, Gene, you, you have a great Hanukkah, a great Christmas, a great, whatever you have. I, we love you very much yeah. and we appreciate everything that you're doing right now. Uh, we All wanted right. you on the show so bad. Now we had you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Come on, we we have we actually have a very huge um, following right now. We have a lot of people listening, so they love you very much. Thanks so much for sharing your information with us and making it all feel better Thank about you. what we can do in our own future. Thank you, and guys, everybody listening. Thank you for listening and tuning in. You guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Have a great, great holiday. You too. Bye. All right, boys and girls. End of our show. Cinema Files Radio, hosted by Steve Pisa. Thank you very much for joining us today. I had a great time with Gene. Gene was an incredible human being who spoke to us about a lot of things that went on in his life. A lot of people that inspired him. Did you notice that he said mentor without saying mentor? 
find people who know more than you. Find people who are better than you at what they do. Find supportive people. That's a mentor. Find mentors in your life. Find people who will love you for who you are and for what you want to be. Gene Freeman taught you a lot today about how to live your life and how to become a better person. He came from Michigan, from parents who owned a video store slash comic book store. He grew up with stories that made him feel very strong and included. And he came to Hollywood only to make it stronger and to verify it, which he has. Thank you, Gene Freeman, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it on our Hollywood, well, not Hollywood, but holiday special. I'm going to say Hollywood special. Like a hamburger and some fries and a Coke. (laughs) But holiday special. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I am Steve Pisa. This is Cinema Files Radio. That was Gene Freeman, the great Gene Freeman. Have a great day. God bless you all.